And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Hey, Ann. Yeah. Let's review a movie. Oh, what a good idea. What a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead. You start. All right. Let's start by saying that the name of this film is Mega Mind. It is an animated feature starring... Will Ferrell in the title role, okay. and we also have Tina Fey, Jonah Hill, David Cross, and of all people, Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. Sounds like a good cast. It does sound yes. like a good cast. However, let me give you the plot. Okay. Megamind is a supervillain. We see him just like the beginning of the original Superman when he is sent off from the planet Krypton. Right. He is sent off from some planet. And at the same time, another superhero uh-huh. named Metro Man. Correct. Metro Man. Metro Man mm-hmm. is sent off from another planet. They both arrive on the Earth at the same time. Metro Man, the good guy, yes. bounces into a millionaire's home and he is raised beautifully. And Megamind yes. bounces into a prison. Correct. And he grows up kind of a misfit. Yes. And he's unhappy. And he decides to become the baddest of all bad cats in order to strike back at his terrible childhood. That's right. (laughs) Metro Man, on the other hand, becomes another Superman and everybody loves him and he's very, very handsome because, of course, he's played by Brad Pitt and Uh you've got to be handsome if you're played by Brad Pitt. I call him Bland Pitt. Oh, well. Oh, well. He is handsome. He is very handsome. So the two of them have this ongoing feud between them, and they're always fighting each other. Oh, yes, they are. But what happens is Megamind, the supervillain, is always defeated until once Mm -hmm. he actually defeats Metro Man. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, cut to the chase because, you know, I can't take all of this much longer. Okay, he finally defeats Metro Man, and now he has nobody left to fight with. He becomes very bored. Yes, he And he becomes very depressed, and that's the story so far. Well, and along the way, we have a character, a news reporter voiced by Tina Fey, who's on the spot. She tries to cover the events caused by these two rivals. And as a result, Megamind, the bad guy, keeps kidnapping her. She gets tired of that. And her accomplice or colleague in this comedy fest is the always present, chubby, funny, so-called funny, cameraman played by Jonah Hill. Yes. And known as Titan, I guess, because eventually that cameraman becomes another arch rival for Megamind, somebody that he can have fun with later on in the movie. But that's way down the line, and who cares by that time? Exactly, who cares? You know, and Will Ferrell, you know, we've been reviewing him for several years now. Mm-hmm. There are films that he has done that were pretty terrible, but there are also films he has done where he and the films were terrific. This ain't one of them. And the reason is that Will Ferrell brings absolutely no part of his amusing personality to play this role. Well, I didn't think any of the voices were all that distinguishable, and I didn't think any of them had the right kind of energy for Megamind. I believe that animation movies succeed best when you can just sit back and you know exactly who the character is. You could almost close your eyes and you know, oh, that's the donkey or that's the chipmunk and so on. In this particular film, you know, you could close your eyes and then you'd be asleep, but that's another story. You could close your eyes and you really don't know who's who. 
It's very confusing. It's not very interesting. You're right. You know, when you watch any of the Shrek movies, I mean, does anybody have to tell you that you're listening to Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas? Never. Of course not. When you're listening to Toy Story, you know that it's Tom Hanks. You know that it's Tim Allen. In this, there was nothing to grab onto that had the tiniest shred of humanity. Well, that's for sure. And of course, the cartoon characters that are drawn in this particular animation film have a kind of lifeless quality anyway, even though the producers put this movie into 3D. And I think they did that because they needed all the visual tricks they could muster up in order to keep the audience intrigued or engaged. And of course, the audience in this case would be the little ones, certainly not grown-ups. Not at all. This movie does not favorably compared to Shrek or Tangled or Toy Story 3, any of the really fun animated movies that you and I have covered, whether they were intended for us or not, we could see why they would be appealing to children. Exactly. In this case, I didn't get that. You know, in the middle of the movie, I heard one little girl in the theater start talking back to the screen, <laughs> and her mother shushed her up, and I heard the mom say, quiet, dear, your daddy's trying to get some sleep. <laughs> you know, that's the way I felt. I just thought the movie was such a doze fest. I mean, I thought it lumbered on the screen, and I thought it created slumbering in the audience. Children probably are fascinated with this movie, as they are with any movie that their parents take them to. I'm convinced that most kids just love to go to motion pictures. And then when they can put those big 3D glasses on and they have popcorn and some candy and a soft drink, I mean, they're high on the sugar and they're excited to be in the movie with their parents. So naturally, they're going to be gleeful. But I didn't find there was much on a really true entertainment level in Megamind. You know, and I grew up on the early Disney films, Bambi and Pinocchio and Snow White and things like that. And of course, like every other kid in the world, I loved them. But here I am, X number of years later, and I still thrill to watch Pinocchio. I just love oh, it. Oh, I do too. I just love Bambi. I've always thought that those wonderful Disney animated films were brilliant works of art, but I've also grown to really appreciate the Pixar look at animation too and some of the Japanese anime as well. However, back to Megamind, a few bright ideas, but nothing for the grown-ups to gather around the water cooler to talk about the next day. No. It's okay for youngsters, but I don't think adults in the house are going to want to sit there very long and watch this movie with them. You can put it on, let the kids watch it, and meantime, anybody over 20, 21 can go play poker or darts or pool. I have to red light Mega Minds for adults, but for the kiddies in the household, they probably will like it. So, you know, you can give it a yellow light because I think they'll have fun with the 3D glasses and it will keep them somewhat engaged for a couple of hours. But otherwise, I thought this was pretty much a waste of my time. I thought it was very, very boring for me. I wasn't even that thrilled with the 3D effects. There were a couple of scenes that were lovely when the reporter, whose character name is Roxanne Ritchie, has just had a fight with Megamind, and she's walking home mm -hmm. this deserted street with the rain-slick streets. That looked terrific. Kind of Edward Hopper. Absolutely. A little bit. Absolutely. And some of those influences are okay, but there wasn't enough of that. I'm talking about little 10-second nuggets throughout Megamind. It's just not enough to make the movie great. So I've already given my light. I don't have to do it again. 
and I am saying red light for adults, but a yellow light for kids. So you figure out what my light is. <laughs> Let's see, red and yellow, you combine that. We're giving it an orange light? <laughs> I guess so. Give it a yellow light for the kids. <laughs> okay, I will give it a yellow light for the kids. So for all you kids listening, <laughs> yes. two yellow lights for Megamind. Right. And for you adults, well, you know what we're talking about. Okay. We're going to come back very soon with another movie to talk about. And we hope we're going to give it a better color light than this one. But that happens sometimes. In the meantime, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that no matter what's on the screen, you're going to love your popcorn, you're going to love your soft drink, you're going to love your candy, and you're going to overload with sugar at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.